Hey there, fellow marketers. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by themarketinghelp.co. I am your host, Eric Harbison. I am the co-founder of The Marketing Help and welcome you to this episode. Now, listen, every now and then um, on an episode, we like to provide an update on what we're seeing in some marketing career trends uh, that we see based on feedback from our audience, from our members, and from conversations that we have with our TMH Plus mentorship uh, uh, clients. And every now and then when we, when we talk and listen and we see things kind of bubble up to be common, you know, it's time to, to capture an episode because we want to share with you something that we see out there, um, you know, to be aware of, but also to, to know that you're experiencing it and give you some help. So as you may know from, from prior episodes, in my role as a career coach, uh, digital marketing educator, instructor, I spend about 100 hours per month. Speaking with marketers at all levels, undergrad, entry-level, manager, director, executive. So I've been getting some great insights on, you know, what are the issues or what are marketers facing in and what challenges they're facing when it comes to the marketing career moments like job searching, interviewing, skill building, trends, management, et cetera. So today's episode, you know, while there's still some reports of layoffs happening, I think everyone knows somebody who's been affected by that. Maybe that's you. It seems like and I'm basing this off conversations and what I'm seeing in LinkedIn is, you know, more and more marketers are getting hired. So that's a good sign. And, you know, the the topic for today is addressing that situation, as well as those that have been in a marketing role for maybe a couple of months. Um and you're falling into some of these uh, areas that we're going to talk about today. So today's episode, I want to focus in on what I like to call the, the the traps that every marketer needs to avoid in their marketing role. So I want to focus on these two traps, but this episode's not just going to talk about what those traps are, but I also want to give you some tips on how to avoid them or how to manage them because um, you're most likely experiencing them in your marketing position. So these two traps actually can really be the difference between a successful onboarding if you're a new marketer in a new role and the difference between um, a successful onboarding experience and then that feeling of having that immediate buyer's remorse where you've been in your role for a couple of weeks and you're like, uh, what the heck did I just do? I want to get out of here. So, um, you know, these are the traps we want to talk about. Now, now let me just set the stage here uh, before we get into these these traps. So let's just, you know, back up and say the situation that you're in could be, listen, you found, you finally found a company that aligns with your career factors. And if you remember, the career factors are those six criteria that are most important to you uh, ranked. So so the top three are most important to you when, when developing your job search plan, company, salary, challenge, balance, location, title. So you found a company that, that aligns with your prioritized career factors You've talked with the hiring manager. You've aced your interviews. Great job. You really, really want this role. You impressed in your interviews with research and, and sample work, and they loved it, and they got an offer, and you negotiated it because, remember, every offer and, and compensation package can be negotiated. And now here you are ready to join this amazing company in this marketing position, and you're going to fall into these two traps. Or... The other scenario could be you've been in your marketing role for a couple of months, maybe even a year or so, and you're feeling really frustrated. Something's just something's not right. And 
you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling stuck, and, and you're just wondering, what can I do in this role? And chances are you're, you're probably, you've fallen into one of these two traps. So here are the two traps I want to talk about. The first trap is what I'll call becoming the invisible team member. That's the first trap. Now, this is so common if you're someone who started a new marketing role because it's, it, it's, it's, it's new, right? It could be that you walked into not just a new role, but a new overall working experience. For example, you took this marketing role. It's at a company where you want to work, but now you need to go into an office and you used to work remote. Or maybe you're working in office and now this, this role is 100% remote. Or maybe it's going from a hybrid role into 100% in office. You get the idea. But my point here is that it's not just a new role that you're encountering. It's a new experience. So that could cause you to fall into this trap of becoming an invisible team member. Now, you know, when you're that new team member, new marketing team member, you're, you're walking into a ton of new procedures and processes that, that you know, you're trying to figure out. And maybe, quite frankly, the, the company hasn't figured out yet. But, you know, I often get this, this question when someone accepts a new marketing role. They say, hey, what can I do to stand out in the onboarding process? What can I do to, to make an impression early on in my, in my role? And, you know, most companies will have some sort of onboarding in place. I mean, that's a whole other podcast episode coming your way soon about just the onboarding process. Again, some are, some, are, some are good, some are bad, some are not enough, some are too much. But you're about to go into this onboarding process. And all the company wants you to do is get through that process and do your job. So that puts you into this trap of, you know, I don't want to mess up. I'm going in cold to this onboarding process as the new team member. So, you know, you're you're experiencing whether it's two weeks or, or three weeks of an immersive experience about the company, the customer, the accounts, the campaigns, the culture, the coworkers, all those things. And you're so focused on making a good impression that you may be cautious, you may be afraid, you may be reticent to ask questions. This is very, very common. So this trap, the becoming an invisible team member, very, very common if you're new in a marketing role, or let's say you've been in that marketing role for a couple of months, a couple of years, and you feel stagnant, you feel overlooked, others are getting promoted and you're not, you feel invisible, right? So you've fallen into that trap. So in this trap, here are some tips I want to give you to avoid, you know, not falling into the trap, or if you are in that trap, how to get out of it. Um, I see this so many times. So you have to remind yourself when it comes to these traps uh, in marketing positions, because you have to remember, you know, you know, half the battle is getting the right mindset, right? So remember, they hired you for a reason. You have value. You have something of value that they want you to bring to the company. So if you remember that, then you may not feel as afraid or cautious to, you know, uh, advocate for yourself uh, and avoid becoming that invisible team member. So here's some tips on how to avoid this trap. Now, again, I, if, you're, if you're a new marketer, do these in the first two weeks for sure. Um, or if you're realizing that, hey, wait a minute, Eric, I'm, I'm in this trap. What do I do? Well, do them immediately. Uh, execute these tips I'm about to give you immediately, and you should start to see a difference. So here's the first tip uh, to avoid becoming an invisible team member. You have to over-communicate. And when I say over-communicate, I don't mean 
tell your manager what you're doing every hour of the day because you're in a micromanager situation. I don't mean that kind of over-communicate. I mean over-communicating in a way that's going to help to drive efficiency or clarity uh, up to your manager or across other other team members that you're working with. So over-communicate to set better expectations. Because uh, remember, you're new or you're stagnant and you're trying to get more visible or become more visible for yourself. Start over-communicating. And what I mean by that is simple examples, right? So if someone uh, assigns you a project, instead of just saying, okay, I'll take it on, I can do it. Say, okay, for this project, I'll have the first phase done by Tuesday, if that's okay. And I'll get the other part of that project due by the following Wednesday. Does that work for you, right? So if someone's coming uh, to me and, and setting those expectations, well, that's great. You're proactively communicating slash over-communicating. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, again, if you're new in your marketing role, start doing that immediately. Um, you know, They may have you watch some onboarding videos. And you tell your manager or HR or whoever's in charge of that process, you know, let them know when you think you can get those done. Um, it will start to resonate with those that you're communicating with. So that's the first tip. Second tip to avoid this trap is to ask for feedback. And this is something that a lot of marketers have trouble doing because, again, they're ruled by fear and that I don't want to ask for feedback because it looks like or may come off as I'm insecure or... I don't know what I'm doing, right? So it's it's definitely a hard thing to do, but remember that mindset, right? You're there for a reason. They want you there because you have value. Okay, great. Ask for feedback. And when I say ask for feedback, the tip here is not to do it just with your manager, but to do it with those that you interact with on a regular basis and do it regularly. Not every day, not every week, but maybe once a month you're asking your peer, hey, how am I doing? Uh, with my stuff tied to our projects, because I know that you're dependent on some of the things I do. How am I doing? The how am I doing question, listen, even if somebody says, hey, you're doing a great job, at least they see that you're asking for that feedback, right? So that's going to stick in their head as like, hey, wait a minute, that person's asking uh, you know, for feedback. Good for them, right? Uh, you're showcasing that you're you're willing to build trust with those other individuals. Now, when I say in addition to your manager asking for feedback, it's the peers that you're working with on a daily basis. It's HR that you may have interacted with in the first two, three weeks of onboarding. And then you, you ask for feedback after onboarding on how you did. It's the design team, the engineering team, the product team. You know, Think of all the other departments that you're interacting with and ask them for feedback. Um, you know, The other person to ask for feedback would be your manager's manager. And the reason I say that is because you're showing that you're uh, increasing your visibility with that individual, and you better hope that that, your manager's manager has some some feedback for you when you ask for it. So um, again, coworkers may think that you're a little self-conscious, which is fine, but eventually they're going to appreciate it. And guess what? They're going to start doing it themselves. And when that happens, how invisible do you feel now? Uh, Probably not much. Third tip on how to avoid uh, becoming an invisible team member is you have to create and proactively share, now this is very important, create and proactively share a one-on-one agenda. I've seen this do wonders in making such a great first impression with their direct managers 
when in the first two, three weeks of their start date, the marketers are sending an agenda uh, to their manager. Now, this assumes that the manager did not provide them anything in onboarding and the doesn't something doesn't exist already. Um, but doing this really, really sets a positive tone in uh, letting your manager know that you 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 are here for for results. You're here for a reason. And you want to make this the most enjoyable experience possible. Now, for those that are in that marketing role and you feel stuck or stagnant, think about it. You probably have a one-on-one where it's a status update and your manager's asking you for, how's that project going? Now's maybe the time to mix it up a little bit. And, you know, I've, I've done this myself and I've had this done to me from, co- uh, from, from team members where they make a suggestion for the one-on-one agenda to, tw- to, to mix it up a little bit. And don't make it a status update. Remember, one-on-ones are your time. It's not your manager's time. So don't expect them to do everything. You need to embrace it and say, hey, this is my 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I need to make this as productive as possible. So if your manager is asking you for, hey, how's the project going? You can, you can send an email with updates on how that um how that uh, the new paid ad campaign is going or how much traffic we got to a landing page. All that can be done in an email. You need to make your one-on-one agenda focused on moving forward, focused on a forward path of your development and your progress. So the discussion points that you should put into your one-on-one agenda, here's some, here's some advice. It should be focusing on summarizing challenges that you're having and Suggestions on on how your manager can help. It should document challenges that your manager is having because you're asking them that question and identifying how you can help. It should be documenting progress on your personal development. Uh, How are you doing in developing your hard skills and your soft skills? Uh, It should have progress on your quarterly goals. Every marketing position should have goals. And this one-on-one should be about how are we doing in terms of achieving those goals and what's in our way. There's four, four bullet points right there that if you put this into an agenda suggested to your manager, they probably would thank you for it because they probably felt or they probably felt like, you know, just getting a status update is the best use of that time. Remember, it's your time. Take control of it. And if you do this, your manager is going to be telling other managers, hey, my conversations have been really productive with so-and-so. Um, and if that starts happening your manager's referencing you to other managers or to their manager, how invisible are you now, right? So when you think of all these together, these are three specific tips on how to avoid falling into the trap of becoming an invisible marketing team member. All right, so second trap, very, very closely tied to the first trap. So uh, when, when, when starting a new role, uh, you, there's a chance that you're going to be working with a new manager. Um, and when I say new manager, I mean new to you, but it could also be they're new to management and they've never been a manager before. So the question here is, do you know what to look for? Now, the second trap I'll call here is it's what I like to call the the hazy manager. So that second trap is going to be the hazy marketing manager. And the hazy marketing manager, what that really means is it's just rooted in the fact that your marketing manager has communication challenges. And it means that this manager lacks the ability to provide details, clarity, and direction. Now, again, like I said, you need to address and identify, you know, do I have a hazy manager? 
because, you know, you think about the landscape, what's been going on here, more and more uh, marketing managers, those that have been assigned to manage people, you know, they are, they are super, think about, put yourself in their shoes for a minute, right? They're becoming scattered, distracted by the new rules with remote teams, uh, shrinking budgets, fickle customers, how to figure out AI and how it should make sense for our, our department, our campaigns. So the marketing manager is actually calibrating on a new way to manage. So they're challenged as well. So they may not be great at it, but you have to identify it. Now, in some cases, your marketing manager is probably promoted into the role prematurely and they're a first time manager and they were not trained properly. And it's not their fault. So it's not their fault that they are a hazy manager. Uh, so, so you need to identify that situation. Now, these could be questions that you asked in the interview, or these could be things that you identify in your role when you inherit a new manager. So just try to understand what have they been through and have they managed people before? So the best thing you can do when you, you fall into the trap of having a hazy manager is uh, be aware, be empathetic, seek to understand uh, their situation. And that gives you a chance to identify, are they a hazy manager or not? Because once they, you identify and you have a hazy manager, it's time for you to take control. So um, if you fall into this trap, I can guarantee you that you'll become very, very frustrated very, very quickly. And you're most likely going to get a poor performance report from your hazy manager. Uh, and that's going to make your marketing job a living hell. And we don't want that. Now, what I mean by that is if you have a hazy manager who just is unaware of their inability to provide clarity, um, uh, details, and direction, then if they don't get things that they're expecting because they're a poor communicator, then they're going to identify you as a poor performer because things weren't meeting their expectations. But remember, that's not your fault because they don't know how to properly communicate details, clarity, and direction. So we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that because um, once you identify that you have this hazy manager, it's time to put these tips into place. Um, you know, I see it all the time when, when marketers decide to ignore their hazy manager. Let's say they identify, hey, I've got a manager that's a little hazy. I'll just ignore it and deal with it. And that's an option. You can do that, but you don't have to do that because you can take immediate action uh, to make that entire marketing role uh, more of a fit for you. So let's fix that here. So when it comes to dealing with a hazy manager and the hazy manager is distracted, they're scattered, they impl implement a manage by talking and they're not a good listener type of manager. Um, now, how do you know if you have a hazy manager? Well, have you ever heard these sorts of requests coming from your manager? Uh, can you get me a performance report on Friday? Or can you build me a demand generation plan for our new product launch? Or, hey, let's let's redesign the website. Or uh, let's update our ad creative. So they make all these statements and requests that are great, but they're lacking the details in the direction. Now, again, not their fault. Maybe they weren't trained on how to properly give the right direction. But here are three questions that will do wonders in providing you and your hazy manager some well-needed clarity so that you don't end up in a living hell in your marketing position. So remember, you know, in the one case, you're, you're a new marketer. So you're not expected to know everything and you are expected to ask questions. So these are the questions you want to be asking 
your hazy manager, um, when they they are placing these vague requests or vague directions to you, here's what you ask. The first question you ask when working with a hazy manager, can you share an example? Sounds great. Can you share an example? Let them push them to look for something that's a little bit more specific. Is, is there an image? Is there something you can write on uh, a piece of paper? Can you be specific with the name of a competitor? Can you give me a visualization? Is there something I can look at so that you can get what's in your head on paper so it's a little bit more tangible than just an idea? I see this all the time when uh, managers are asking for reports. Can you give me a performance report? Yeah, but okay. Can you, can you send me an example of what you're looking for? Because um, it, it's super... Um, in their in their case, in their mind, they, they know what they want, but if they're not articulating and giving examples, then you're set up to fail. Second question you can ask. Remember, you're new, so always asking, can you let me know what, what tools exist already, or can you let me know where I can find the thing, uh, whatever that is? Now, again, you're new, so you're expected to ask questions. You don't have the course knowledge on how things are, do, are, are done, and again, your hazy manager their traits are they make assumptions a lot. So they assume that you know. Um, but if you ask this question, then they may be able to point you to the right person and, and kind of think twice about assuming that you know. Because they may assume that you know which tool to use when doing your keyword research. They assume that you know that the you know they have a, a company subscription to SEMrush or Hrefs or which tool to use to build a landing page. They assume you know. So ask the question, which tools are you using? Which tools do we have access to? Or they assume that, you know, which folder in SharePoint or Google Drive or Trello has the file or information that you need. Sounds good. Can you let me know where I can find that in our company Google Drive? Which folder is that in? Ask that question. Don't, they're assuming, so you need to hold them accountable by giving uh, clarity on if those tools exist or where you can find them. Third question to ask, and this is my favorite, and this is really, you'd be surprised at how amazing this can, can help or how amazing this is in helping you understand and get on the same page with your hazy manager. It makes things go from hazy to clear in, in a heartbeat. And, you know, when I think of uh, the question, the question here is, ask your hazy manager, what is your definition of done for this project? And this happens all the time, Right. Uh, for example, you may think done is, you know, for a performance report is a spreadsheet uh, that, that has exported data from Google and has five bullet points uh, summarizing learnings and three bullet points on next steps. And that's your idea of done for a performance report. Meanwhile, your hazy manager is expecting uh, their, their done definition is, for this performance report is a 25 slide deck that has graphs and bar charts and, and a quote from Gary Vee or something. So way off, right? So just by asking that question, excuse me, what's your definition of done for this project or for this request? It brings to light what's in their head. And you, again, it's all about turning hazy and cloudy to clear. Um, I also see, you know, asking for definition of done is super, super valuable when it comes to creating campaign plans or presentations for clients or internal presentations. Um, you know, these are other great examples of what asking this question is super valuable and super important. 
So do not, I repeat, do not start any marketing project. When you're new in a marketing role, you're trying to reestablish yourself. Don't start any project until you have a documented definition of done from your manager. It'll save so much time and so many headaches because how many times, for those that have been in a marketing role, have you gone through the back and forth versions of, no, that's not it. Can you try this? No, that's not it. Can you try this? Let's avoid that by getting your manager to document what does done mean to you. All right. So congratulations for starting your new marketing role. Congratulations if you're in a marketing role and you're ready to uh, create more visibility for yourself. But these are the two traps to avoid, um, both when starting your marketing role or these are traps you're probably already experiencing and it's never too late to implement the tips I just gave you for these two traps. Becoming the invisible team member and managing the hazy marketing manager, right? So let's avoid these two traps as best as we can. Implement the tips that I mentioned. And if you have any questions about your specific situation, whether you're a new marketer starting a new role uh, and you're in these traps, uh, I'm just an email away. So please, please, please email me, eric, E-R-I-K, at themarketinghelp.co. And I want to say a special thank you to those listeners out there that have been reaching out to me, sending me emails, asking questions, asking for resources. Always great to connect with you. Please, please, please use me as a resource. I'm here to help. And if you're getting value from this podcast, which I hope you are, please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. Much appreciated. And again, this is your host, Eric Harbison, and I will catch you on the next episode.